award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. We're glad you're tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we have another great show for you today. Yes. Mr. Jason Holland is in the house. Hey everybody. Welcome back, Jason. Thank you very much. Glad to be back. Seems just like yesterday you were here with us talking about punching. Uh, well, hopefully, make sure everybody understands it was not boxing. I am not a fighter. <laughs> punching grass for bass. Oh, yeah. That maxes out my ability. That's what it was. Punching yeah. grass. Uh, punching bass grass that's, for bass that's a lot of rhyming we're not rappers either <laughs> no, todd, no we're not may edit that out i don't know uh, I'm falling apart yeah hey thanks to todd for running the board back here making it sound good yeah mr don king helping me co-host you today bet. jason thanks for dealing me in around the table again today yeah appreciate it Always hey uh, since jason was here last i don't know that he's heard uh-oh heard what you heard the intro, the award-winning Tennessee Wildcat. I did hear that intro. Well, there's your first place to prove it. Looky oh, there. Yeah. Hey, hey, the hardware. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Uh -huh. I bet. have not seen this, heard the news. For our radio listeners, we are showing a plaque of the first place from the Association for Conservation Information. So, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, anyway, we were it's a lucky. national award, and uh, uh, we were first place among uh, all the competitors from around the country wow. so so it's quite an honor and uh, anyway well congratulations yeah. team hey thank you for being on the show yeah. well i mean I, I wasn't gonna take all the credit uh but <laughs> i mean i will take half that's fair right hey, half the credit yeah sure. <laughs> sure yeah i don't know if it's if it's something you've done or what but i mean the, the listenership is up a little bit that's great to see people yeah, are tuning us yeah. in Heck yeah. uh, you know signing on and subscribing through their favorite uh, favorite podcast platform whether it's itunes stitcher whatever you do soundcloud it's out there go find us yeah absolutely it's well here's what i think has been really unique because of the last let's say 19 20 months of what we've all been through uh -huh. everybody has now become more adapt to uh not only doing video conferencing and video meetings all this electronic or technology has entered all of our lives uh, -huh. uh and especially you take an older generation that you know, for myself, I'm kind of on the bubble. I'm in my mid 40s, so I've got a little bit uh, of technology, not near like my, my kids do. I get my eight year old to fix my iPhone. Yeah, sure. Um, but what you've got is that older generation that just never was introduced to computers in their normal working until later on in their life. And so they didn't pick it up as fast as I did. And of course, not nearly as fast as my kids have picked it up. And so now, you know, podcasting. Everybody talks about podcasting. Yeah. Everybody's podcasting uh -huh. in every organization. And so now it's just become, it was, I don't want to say on the fringe, but there was just kind of a, a core group that listened to podcasts. Now, uh, you know, I'm hearing people that are my parents' age talking about their favorite podcasts. Sure, and it's just yeah. exciting. Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, especially with Wildcast, who's been doing it for years, award winning and even, you know, winning again. Yeah. You guys were ahead of the curve, and I think that's just I – mean, we're seeing in the numbers. We're seeing in the wards. Um, you get great guests that come on. Exactly. Uh, like Jason Holland. Well, that's a secret right I mean, there. that's kind of what I was getting at, but I don't want to hurt my shoulder patting myself on the back or anything. But, no, it's just it's, – it's exciting to see what – this show has done what the agency has done, you know, being forward thinking and putting the resources, you guys, behind the mic. And, again, it's not only is it 
teaching people, uh, educating people, but more importantly, is it's getting them more accustomed to some of the, the technology that's out there. And now we're doing about stuff that we all love, yeah. the outdoors. And yeah. it's, I mean, you're marrying up really cool pieces of it, and it's obviously working. So well, that was a shameless plug on my so. part for Wildcast. <laughs> well, thanks for all the kind words. I mean, it, it is cool that we've come this far, and, and uh, I'm glad it's reaching the different audiences and, and people are picking it up and enjoying it. You know, it's what it's there for. Yeah, well, when, you know, my dad's 68, 69 years old, and he's talking about podcasts. Wildcast. No. Yeah, well. <laughs> Maybe not. All right, well, uh, sure, well, I'll play your game. Why not? But, uh, again, he's uh, he's a minister, so he's always listening to uh, the different, uh, you know, ministers and preachers and, yeah. and groups that are out there. And, you know, you take a few years ago. And commentaries uh, and all kinds of exactly. stuff that's available. Yeah, now. and yeah. so now it's taking advantage of the tools and having someone in that generation that, uh, you know, just – figured out what texting was a few years ago yeah. uh, it's exciting to see yeah yeah and we and also our radio partners you know couldn't do it without them putting it out there on the radio uh if you probably just a few weeks ago or last week we had you know the the show at wjjm and you know so that's great right uh, radio partners are great yeah. right so well it's the main thing is what, what we're doing is getting that information out and uh, there's still there's a bunch of avenues, but still, when you have an avenue directly from the wildlife agency, um, hey, I think it carries a little bit more weight. And it's not just you know it's not just law enforcement. So yeah. I give you my experience mm-hmm. with TWRA has always been you know license and then the enforcement side, uh-huh. and that's just again being an outdoorsman. That's that's where my path would run into the TWRA. Not in a bad way, by the way, and doing all the right things. <laughs> You've got your li- license, right? Yeah, got, I got okay. my license, do it the right Both way. Yeah. registered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's the avenue that I interacted with the TWRA. Now being exposed to it through Wildcast and seeing all the different avenues of what the agency actually does, I think the general public, as they hear it, see it, uh, touch it, and feel it, I mean, there's so much that the agency does. Yeah. Across the board, it's not just you know game board. It's not just fishing license or registering a boat. From the research, uh, from just the overall administration, there's yeah. a ma- I mean, it, what you guys do is incredible. And now being exposed to it, I think that's always the big part. Is once you get exposed to something, then that y- you start seeing it in a different light, mm-hmm. and it's not just about you know making sure you have. Them- you know, your right license or you got the right amount of fish or the right size of fish. There's so much more that you do. And, again, education right. is such a huge part of what the agency is doing. And now even more so embracing it through the show and other avenues that you're doing. Uh, it's again, We want people to get out, go fishing, enjoy the, you know, the resources that we have here in our yeah. state. Because, quite honestly, we've got one of the best states for people that enjoy the outdoors. Oh, yeah, yeah. From every aspect. Of course, I'm, I'm focusing really on the fishing side, so I love to do, but I'm an avid duck hunter. Uh, and what we have uh, from a duck hunting resource across the state is just, the list goes on and on. And because, and uh, we'll get to fishing. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, it's good. <laughs> well, when you look, you look at the state, because we're so, we're long and skinny, uh-huh. right? I mean, you're what, give or take nine to ten hours from the west side to the east side. Yeah, it's a trip. Uh, I mean, it is, we have almost three separate states in the one, depending on what part of the country you're at, what you like to do, uh-huh. uh, which for me, as being an outdoorsman, is great because I can go to the Smokies and get a whole different experience from a fishing aspect, or yeah. I can go all the way west down to, say, to Pickwick and get a complete and everything in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's exciting that I don't have to go out of the state and still get to do all the great things that I love to do, and not just get to do it, but actually 
do it as some of the some of the best in the country. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's what's even more impressive when you look at our state with from a fishing aspect, Kentucky Lake, Dale Hollow. Those are legendary places that people come from across the country and, yeah, and from there. around the world. With state records and world records and all kinds yeah, of fun. Yeah, I mean, stuff. and this is in our home state. And yeah. so when you think of it that way, when you get that understanding and realization how blessed we really are to be in this state if you enjoy the outdoors, uh, it just it wanna makes you appreciate it. Hopefully you know, take care of the resource even uh-huh. more so once uh-huh. you once you kind of get bought into it and hey, this is this is my state, this is my resource. I want to mm-hmm. keep it up, keep it clean, um, and that hopefully that gets perpetuated down from my kids to their kids, and we continue to make the overall fishing and hunting and the outdoors in our state. Uh, world class, like it is. So yeah. that was a long-winded plug and I not, cut. I Thank not, you for that yeah. commercial. And I did not get paid one penny extra for that plug, by the way. So, uh, well, okay, yeah, we appreciate the good, kind words. That's awesome. I mean, that's you're right on. You're and right. We on. appreciate Jason's contributions to the to the tips and the fishing side of uh, all this great stuff that that we do have to offer in the state. And yeah. along those lines, uh, tell us a little bit about your. Uh, your opportunities, you know, on social media and that kind of thing. Uh, where can they find, go to find even more of Jason Holland? Well, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to get a plug. Uh, so uh, all your social media platforms, uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, we have TikTok now. Thank oh. God. I, again, don't get overly excited. I think I've got like two out there. And I, uh, my oldest daughter actually put them all together. I don't even know what a TikTok is. Is that was. where you cast it out and it flies back at you? Well, that's that's typically how most of my fishing goes. <laughs> but uh, so I thought that's the fly fly rod move. Yeah, no, no, it's a little bit. That's what I thought. But uh, apparently, there's a whole social media platform okay. called TikTok, which, by the way, she got me on it, and it's crazy addictive. Uh, I did not realize it, but I find myself looking at... Anyway, we're totally off the subject. But uh, social media, uh, we are building up the YouTube. Um, That is probably our number one area. We're trying to get more content out Uh there. And not just, you know, me holding a fish or me casting. Um, And that's all well, great, and good. But there's there's millions of videos out there like that. And, And that's okay. Where we're trying to build that channel is exactly kind of what we're doing here. It's the education factor. Yeah. Uh, and it's not just education for the hardcore angler. And that's still good, but there's a bunch of guys that do that as well. Uh, all the professional fishermen, they're, they're doing that. And that's, there's, a, there's absolutely a spot for that. Uh, and we will do some of that. But really where I think the most value is the guy that's 15 years old, 16 years old, that's getting into fishing that may or, not, may or may not have had a role model in his life that – Taught him how to fish, and right. he's he's learning brand new everything. Yeah, because I remember being that not necessarily that far because I did have some grandfathers that fish, but really just absorbing everything that I could find. Uh-huh. Um, and this has been years ago, but there wasn't a lot of resources to do that. And the way how I did it then was just I go sit at the tackle store. Yeah, uh, I would get a cup of coffee and I just sit at whatever table and whoever would come by and talk to some, you know, some kid that was just ate up with bass fishing. That's where <laughs> I learned a lot. And then yeah. I joined a bass club and I will make a shameless plug for your local bass clubs. Uh, there's of course in any state, but here in the state of Tennessee, if you're into fishing uh, and you want to learn more, get into a bass club. Uh-huh. It's very, it's very inexpensive and most, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of them will have. If you don't have a boat, they'll have ability. You ride with, and it. That was the biggest change in my overall fishing process, which is getting around guys that loved it and was eaten up with it as much as I was. Uh, so, uh, YouTube, and then we are 
very close to rolling out um, consistently our podcast. And so hopefully in the next month or two, That'll be uh, All right. another aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, so. starring Jason Harmon every every other week. Yeah, Jason Harmon <laughs> on Jason Holland. <laughs> we'll get Mr. Don to come and sing. Yeah, uh, heck yeah. We'll get Todd to come in there and show me how bad I am at running my own board. <laughs> oh, this is going to be great. Uh, we're going to get full resources. No, but yeah, we're looking forward to hearing more about that and seeing that or hearing that, I guess. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, as, as that, thanks for asking. Yeah, um, you bet. As that starts to happen, we'll, uh, I will take this opportunity to shamelessly plug my what I got going on again. <laughs> So, but, and at Jason Holland on all the social media accounts. Yep, Jason Holland Fishing, yeah. everywhere you want to go. Um, come check me out. And not just come and follow. That's wonderful. Interact. If you've got questions, that's that, that truly is my passion. That's what I love to do uh, is share yeah. and uh, and hopefully help out. And I've, I've done that, get pictures back, get videos back from people that I don't, I don't know from Adam that just reached out on that platform. Isn't that cool it's when you so, get response like that? It is like so that. awesome because it's – it's the opportunity to do again, do what I love to do, but even more importantly, is actually see the fruits of your labor. And that yeah. person saying, "Hey, because of what you shared with me, I was able to catch this fish," and then that person in turn will teach someone else. And again, that's how the sport grows. Um, yeah. And it's it's great to see. So anyway, that's not why you cool. got me here. Hey, it's fall. It is fall, and it is fall fishing time now. Cooling off. Yeah, we've we've talked about it in the past. We talked about uh, the grass, mm-hmm. uh, frog fishing, punching grass for bass. Again, my two favorite ways to fish, hands down, bar none, my favorite. Yeah. What goes hand in hand with that is is the fall fishing. Is that transition from uh, deep to shallow, and this is where springtime and the fall time. So if you're a bank fisherman yep. so you don't have a boat you don't have a kayak whatever you fish for the bank this is your time to shine that would no. be me yeah, yeah exactly yeah this I, is, I love love this time of year the the temperatures and the shallow shallow water fishing that's where i like it, it it's perfect because everything's everything's you know starting to uh, get cooler uh there's not as much traffic on our lakes uh-huh. uh, and that's always uh, good uh, it helps from a especially from a bank fisherman so you're not having to deal with all the waves and just people everywhere because typically mm. you're in a cove and that's where a lot of traffic uh, will happen but even more so, all those fish that you didn't have access to get to that had moved out deep are now pulling back into the shallows. And so now you can go out and not just catch one or two. You can catch one or two dozen, if not more. And yeah. it's it's great because a lot of people get to come in and enjoy it. And it, it shrinks the whole lake down. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it so much fun. Uh, if you're from a bank, if you're fishing from a boat, uh, it simplifies the whole process. You're not... You can still catch them out a little bit deeper. You can catch them on uh, in the creek channel. You can catch them on some creek humps. But really, a lot of those, a vast majority of the bass are going to move into those shallow areas following the bait. Yep. And man, it's just a ton of fun. You uh-huh. can you can power fishing is what I it's kind of the term. But basically, it's it's the it's the fastest you can cast, fastest you can reel. It's moving baits. It's big baits. It's heavy line. It's just it's a lot of fun. Uh, you don't have to. <laughs> I mean, you still can catch them on more finesse stuff, but now you grab a crankbait. It's just what we talk about today. Okay. It's crankbait fishing, um, and you just cover a bunch of water, and now is the time is when you're going to load up. You may not catch the biggest fish of the year. You'll still catch some good ones, but this is now when you start catching the uh, quantity of fish. And let's just be honest. I love fishing. I love catching a lot more than I like fishing. (laughs) So. Will this uh, this apply to say your creeks and stuff too, or is this mainly your bigger bodies of water? Just run shallow up, or are you are you back up in those creeks? Yeah. So if you're if you're fishing, say just a creek, um, that this time of year is not going to really change that much okay. from just an actual 
when I say a creek, you know, that's a give or take 25, 30 yard across right. straight up creek. Right. That you're, uh, that's not going to change just a whole lot because, again, that's still water temp may change a little bit, but you're going to have consistent current and pretty much consistent depth. So it's not going to change a whole lot of that. Gotcha. Really where it's going to is your is your reservoirs. Reservoir, yep. Um, all okay. those fish that were out on the ledges that are out deeper are now following um, the shad back into the back of the creeks, and uh, it's a lot of fun. So what do we need? What what are you going to first? All right, so just to clarify, I was given some instruction. I have a tendency <laughs> to, uh, because it's a video podcast, I have a tendency to say, hey, and just start talking about the bait and showing the camera. Uh, but i got to keep remembering this is a podcast, so I need to tell more of the story opposed to just a video. So what we're going to talk about is crankbaits. Crankbaits, um, again, you're going to have shower, shower running crankbaits, and really – Shallow is always relative, uh-huh. uh, depending on your body of water. But yeah. uh, you're really looking at that. When I say shallow, I'm talking that six inches to give or take six foot. Let's just say somewhere in that range. Okay, um, that's really where you're going to focus on. You can cast from a bank and and hit that depth of water. Absolutely. So uh, just a tip when you're fishing from a bank. Um, as much as you can parallel the bank, opposed to just taking it and going straight out to the middle, because again, you go straight out to the middle of the creek, uh, you're going to have half of your cast that's going to be completely unproductive. Uh, there's just you're not in the the quote unquote strike zone or the area where the vast majority of the population of fish are at. Yeah. So, okay. if you're on the bank and of course you're always dealing with obstacles, branches, I get that. But as much as you can, throw parallel to the bank uh-huh. and keep that bait in that strike zone as long as you possibly can. You're going to raise your chances of catching a fish because now a larger percentage of that cast will be in the strike zone opposed to, you know, you're throwing out 12 feet deep and then reeling it back to you. Mm-hmm. Tip. Yeah. So uh, the secret makes sense to me. A real secret. A real secret. Uh, make sure you check those out too. Yeah, on our Facebook and our YouTube. Just crazy plugs going on today. <laughs> it's an infomercial. Uh, uh, so we're going to talk about, um, we're going to start shallow and work our way deep on the crankbaits. Okay. So. Uh, we're going to start with the shallow. This is a Rapala. It's called a Brat is the name of it. Yeah. Uh, it is a square-built crankbait. So for guys that are watching, this is what it looks like. It's Gold a, in color? Yeah. Uh, yeah so I, I like to stay with the natural colors okay. uh, this time of year. So I'm going to do uh, – this one is kind of a greenish-gold back with a bone color sides. Yeah. Uh, the other one that I'm holding here is a blue back, uh, blue on the side, and a little bit more um, – I said transparent on the bottom. And again, that's just going to be watercolor. Mm-hmm. So uh, the other tip is the darker the watercolor, the darker the bait you're going to go. Uh, and and the absolute, absolute opposite, the more clear, the more translucent, or the more um, uh, lighter colors you're going to go. Okay. That's just for profiling. We don't yeah. get time to go into that. So, uh, but again, we're going to – this bait is called a – this is, again, the Brat. It's a square bill crankbait, and all that means is the actual bill on it has a – Square-ish or a coffin type. Sometimes they're called a coffin bill. Okay. And all that does is it helps it deflect. So when you're throwing this, you want to run it into everything you can run it into, which I know sounds crazy. Make yeah. some noise. Well, not only the noise, but the, the, the deflection action is really what you want. So, again, you think treble hooks. I, I want to keep it as clear. No, these are actually <laughs> built and made. So as they run, that bill it, because and that's where the square comes in. When it hits something, it's designed to hit and then deflect off. Oh, I got. Where a round bill has a tendency to hit and then just go straight in and dig in. 
square bill because of those hard 90 degree edges when it hits it's going to deflect off and so where you get a lot of your bites is when you're reeling it you hit a stump you hit a log uh-huh. and then it when it hits it's going to bounce and that bounce it creates that reaction strike is kind of what you hear but basically it's the fish it happens so fast out of just their normal reaction or the normal predatory instincts kick in they just grab it with their mouth uh-huh. they're not even made to be hungry yeah I mean, they just, just maybe mad at it. Yeah, they're just hanging out there, having a great day, and all of a sudden something pops by their head, and they just reach out and grab it. And so that's called you know you're creating a strike. It's not a feeding strike. So uh, square bill crankbaits are great for that. Um, the length of the bill will determine how deep it will run. So this specific Rapala Brat's going to run in that three to six foot. If you need to go shallower, uh, they make other products. Bandit makes one called a Bandit 100. Same square type bill. It's just a shorter bill. And so, again, the shorter the bill, the shallower it's going to run. Okay. So that's a great tip. It, the longer the bill, the deeper it runs. The shorter the bill, the shallower it runs. So that when, one looks to be about three quarters of an inch from, uh, the, from the front of the... Yes, sir. So the bill, yeah, that's a fair statement. The, the bill itself is about yeah. three quarters of an inch. The bait itself is about two and a half, two and three quarter inches long. Uh-huh. Uh, really great. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite square bills because this is actually more buoyant. And so if you're running into something and you hit it, you can actually pause it and the bait will rise up mm. above, uh, it. Get up above yeah. it. Yeah. And instead of just sitting there, then you have to go get it. So that is the cool. Rapala like Brat. Um, the other one we're going to talk about real quick is uh, the Strike King. This is a, another square bill. Uh, but as you can see, for the people that are watching, for the people that are listening, it's same basic profile. Yeah. It's just a little bit longer. This is actually three and a quarter, almost three and a half inches long. So if you're in an area or in a lake that has bigger um, bigger bait fish, uh-huh. such as a chick, uh, has you know it just has gizzard chat and different things, so the, the bigger profile. Now, where a smaller crate bait works great is your Highland Reservoirs. So your Dale Hollows, your Tim's Ford, okay. uh, Center Hill. Uh, it just has a smaller bait profile, and again, experience experiment with either one. If you've got them, uh, you can get you can get them for five or six bucks a piece. I recommend you get a couple of each, mm-hmm. and just you know, again, that's always try something different. If you're you're throwing the Strike King, uh, you know, one point five for thirty minutes, you're not getting money bites. Take it, cut it off, tie in the other one, throw the smaller one, see if that see if that changes. Yeah. Uh, again, always be experienced. Don't don't be me. I get stubborn. I'm like they're my, that guy, they're, <laughs> they're gonna eat, they're this. gonna eat this. By golly, yeah, they're, they're eat eating this, this one. I don't care if I got to force feed it. They're gonna eat this one. Uh. Uh, don't do that. Be be smarter than I am and uh, just cut and, and put it on. So uh, same same type of deal. Square bill, uh, about three quarter inches long. So it's gonna run in that three to uh-huh. three to six inch uh, depth range. Excuse me. All right, so now we're going to move on to uh, probably my favorite crankbait of all time. Just hands down, year-round, my favorite crankbait, uh, and that is the Bandit 200. I was just about to say Bandit. I, I was right on it. Yeah, I mean, Bandit 2, and this is actually, this is, uh, and we're giving all kinds of, this is my favorite color. This is called a Root Beer Chartreuse. Ooh. So it's a greenish um, uh, color with kind of a blue fleck on the top. The sides are really bright chartreuse, and then the very bottom, it has an orange stripe across it. Uh, the bill's about a one-inch long bill, and this one runs, uh, give or take, in that four- to eight-foot range. Uh-huh. Uh, and so uh, it is a round bill opposed to a square bill. So mm-hmm. you're not going to have the deflecting, deflective properties as much as a square bill. Uh, but these boats, these baits float as well. Uh, they've got a great knock to them. I don't know if you can hear it. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, got, it's... 
and it's perfect. What, what makes them even better is the real tight wobble. But if you actually, if you guys can see this bait, or you can go online and look at it, it is about give or take two inches long. The actual bait, not the bill. You had the bill to it. You had about three inches, but the bait itself uh, is giving. So it, it fits a lot of different profiles. So no matter what time of year. I'll throw it year round. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's going on. I will. I will always have one of these tied on the deck. Um, this color is really good. Again, the root beer chartreuse. Uh, this is killer color on old hickory. Uh, this color it's for stained water. Um, the, this type of color, a darker color, maybe with a little bit of flash uh, or a brighter color, an orange or a red. It's going to be good for that dirtier, dingy water, uh, opposed to uh, a real clear reservoir. So awesome. Yeah. The other bait in the Bandit 200. Uh, if you guys that are watching this, it's, it's like a tiger. It's called a mistake. That's a the mistake. name of it. Mistake. Uh, one side is uh, a red with tiger stripes. The other side is a chartreuse with tiger stripes, and then the very bottom <laughs> is all chartreuse with a light, uh, a light orange stripe across the bottom. This bait will surprise you of the amount of flash that it gets. So, again, as the crankbait goes through, remember, it, it rolls. Mm-hmm. So it rolls left and right, again, real fast, depending on the wobble. And those two separate colors, uh, it's Pickwick. This is the absolute color to throw <laughs> on Pickwick. Because Pickwick could be, a, could be a little stained or, depending on where you're at, could be a little bit more clear. Mm-hmm. Um, absolute fantastic color. So Getting uh, all the real sick, real secrets here. Yeah, well, I'm, I'll tell you the other one. Um, <laughs> Jim Duckworth, uh, anyway, he's a, check him out. He's a great fisherman. But uh, his favorite color in Old Hickory is called, uh, I think it's Mad Cow, I believe, or Spotted Cow. Anyway, it's it's a white bait, and it looks like a cow. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got black uh, dots on the top of it. So uh, that's a great Old Hickory bait as well. But Bandit, hands down, my favorite crankbait, just because I can throw it year-round. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and it stays in that four- to eight-foot range. Now, that's really as deep as you're going to want to go this time of year uh, as they start to move. Now, if you get out a little bit sooner before they make that full transition all the way up, then you can look in that, say, uh, 8 to 12-foot range, and you'll use the same type of baits. You'll just use one with a longer bill. Yeah. That's designed oh, to get in that deeper. range. And really, here's – so if guys are in a boat, here's the progression. So you're literally just going to follow the, you're gonna follow the bait fish. And so as you move into the creek, they're not going to go from out on the deep ledges to straight to the very back of the creek in, in one day. Right, they're going to transition, so they're going to follow. Uh, just think about if you're walking through the woods, you're going to follow a path. Well, bass do the same thing, and their path is they're going to follow the shoreline, and where they're going to stop and rest or where they're going to stop and feed is going to be the point going into the creek, or it's going to be on what they call the secondary points. All that means is anywhere that you're looking down the shoreline and it sticks out further than anywhere else, uh-huh. that's a point. Okay. And so as you're working your way back, start at the main mouth of the, the point of the creek, then hit all the secondary points uh, until you get back to the very back. This time of year, get ready for. Uh oh, there's the sign. Mm-hmm. I gotta start wrapping up. Uh, start with top water. Uh, top water is starting. Top water is really starting to get good. We didn't bring anything really to talk about top water, but uh, start there and then work your way deeper into the water column. The last bait we're gonna talk about real quick. I know we got a couple minutes, so we gotta hurry. Is rattle the rattle trap. So this is the Strike King um, Red Eye Shad rattle trap. You guys are all familiar with that. I got three different three different sizes. No lip, no lip. Uh, it is a lipless crankbait. Is the actual terminology for it. Uh, rattle trap is just kind of the the generic terminology. But uh, start with the small ones. Uh, typically a 
quarter, quarter ounce or three eighths and then work your way to a half which is a standard all the way up to three quarter ounce really your three eighths and half ounce are going to be your workhorses you can take a bomb cast and you can spin them real fast and they got a great oh yeah yeah they got a great sound to them so yeah. hey thanks for having me i know we kind of got off on some other tangents but it's hopefully right. uh, and you guys enjoyed that don't forget the three main things that's your faith your family and then you're fishing. So again, check me out, Jason Holland Fishing, all the social media platforms, Mr. Don, Mr. Jason, and a guy behind the camera, Mr. Todd. Thanks for having me again. Thanks, Jason. Look Jay. forward to doing it, hopefully, in, in the future. Yeah. yeah. As you always, bet. it's been fun. You're a fun, fun guest. Well, good. We learn a lot. Well, yeah. <laughs> I sure don't want to be a bad guest. That would be any fun. I wouldn't. We've Thanks had for you. coming, Jason. You're horrible. You'll never see you again. Let's, let's not do no, that. What is this, like your eighth or tenth time? Ah, you're you're, you're I, in. You're I, in. I, I made it. You're in. All right. Well, yeah. Thank you, Don. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Todd. It's uh, Tennessee Wildcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.